This program is sponsored by Proponacy, where I'm the president and CEO. Proponacy is the Greek word for coaching. We provide SaaS technology to centers like yours. Most contact centers struggle with their people, whether it be overcoming monotony, attrition, or getting superior performance. Our solution makes it easier and cost-effective to get even more than you could possibly have expected from your front line. The result is loyal customers, engaged employees, and winning, provable, profitable results. You can reach us at Proponacy.com. You are being forwarded to the contact center coach. I think for the most part, I'm a glasses half full type of guy. I, I usually see the good before I see the bad. If I leave a movie, I remember the good things about the movie. Uh, if I go hear a pastor speak, I remember the great parts about the message. Um, my wife has a tendency sometimes to see the negative things first and then the positive things. I, I'm a baseball guy, so I, I played baseball in high school and college, so Three out of ten gets you in the Hall of Fame, and so I say that to my wife all the time. Hey, listen, man, I, I'm if I'm hitting it half, you know, fifty percent, that that's that's like a big deal for me. I mean, that would be uber status in in the Hall of Fame, and so I'm okay with failure. I, I don't like to fail, but but I can handle it, and I'm certainly willing to take risks to be successful. I'm not afraid of trying something for fear of not being successful. So I really do see things as the glass is half full. Except for if I give a speech or, man, even re- responses that I get on this pat- podcast, and you know, when I get feedback, I immediately look at the negative. So when it comes to something that's directly about me related to something that I'm speaking on or podcast, I immediately see the negative. You know, quite frankly, when I review a product from Amazon, on Amazon, I immediately look at the negative one first before I look at the positive ones. In virtually every part of business, if you're asked, how is your team doing, and you work in administration or in marketing or in accounting or any sort of regular area, the answer is really illuminating because in most instances, people don't have any way to measure the folks that they're that are working for them. So the answer from the direct manager is is really illuminating because it tells you things about them that you probably don't even know. And um, in a contact center, though, it's, it's, the answer is illuminating, but it's, it's almost not necessary, right? Because in a contact center, it's pretty easy. It's all about numbers, 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 and they're everywhere. Lots of numbers over long periods of time. There's very little place to hide any sort of performance and certainly to even share anything new. Everything that you need to see, you can see, and you can see it Pretty simply. So since a contact center has never has a lack of measurement, there's a number of different ways that you can measure success and challenge. What do you do with all these numbers when you're managing your frontline people? How do you look at the information? How should you look at it? So I thought today what we would do is we would focus on reading your employees' performance and a way to look at their performance. And of course, the the whole reason for looking at their performance is so that you can actually do something with the data to communicate it to the person that's working for you. So 
That's what I thought we'd take a deep dive into today, so let's go ahead and do that. First up is your company decides how you're going to be measured. And your company decides how your front line is going to be measured because they're the ones that set up the key performance indicators or the KPIs that are the measurement terms that are being used. So the first step is to make sure we understand what the KPIs are, and I I know you know that, but to make sure that your front line understands clearly and consistently what the KPIs are that they're being measured against. And you've heard me say before that your employees need to know how they get paid, and how they're measured. They need to have the skills and tools necessary to be successful. And finally, they need a manager that has their best interests in mind. And this, of course, is that first step, making sure that they understand crystal clear how they're measured. And because from that point, obviously, we can move forward. So once everybody understands what those are, here's a way you can stay on top of your team's performance and, more importantly, a a process or an order in which to measure their performance. So first up is to find some success. It's there. You just have to find it. And I know you say, well, man, you don't understand the people that I've got. I got a couple of people that have no success. Yes, they do. With the challenges and stress that come every day for a frontline person, it's important to find the success in their performance. And when you find that success, it gives you something to build on each and every day. And You've heard me talk about the sandwich approach before where you know you talk about success, then you talk about some failure, then you talk about success again. Starting off with success is a good thing. So where do we find that success? Well, we're looking for numbers that are trending up. When we can see some sort of trending positive and it's something we can focus on and encourage on, that's really a great, a great thing. And so we're looking for numbers that are going up in virtually every instance, unless, of course, your organization is someone that manages average handle time, then you're looking for numbers that are going down. And of course, we don't want those numbers to be too low, but we're looking for a number that's trending down rather than trending up. So the first thing we're looking for when we're looking for success is any sort of trend that's moving in the right direction. Another area to look for is positive customer comments. And this is where you can see what the customers have directly said because a customer's words really do count and customer's words really do change performance. So finding a a positive comment from a customer that focuses on performance or something excellent that they've done is a really great thing to look for. So look for positive customer comments. And then third, look for some of the smaller details. Sometimes a a comment or a statement from, from the QM person or a positive change result that's just a small little change that's occurred that you can focus on that's positive is always a great thing to do. And of course, you're taking these numbers and then turning them into positive comments or positive encouragement from you on a monthly basis, weekly basis. Heck, if you can do it on a daily basis is probably the most powerful information that you can do. So finding somebody doing something right and then you communicating it to them to them is, is, is really, really strong and probably the very best thing that you can do. And we've spent a lot of time trying to find ways to, to create little ways that you can communicate to them and encourage them, whether it be a thumbs up or a, you know, some, some, some nice words or a dap or anything that allows you to stand out and show that you see the success in their environment. The second area that you're looking for is to embrace their challenges. And challenges really fall into two categories. 
you know, the first one is, is areas that they're struggling in, right? Odds are pretty good that your employees are not perfect. And there's an area or two or three or four or five that you can help them improve on. And we need to meet, meet that challenge head on. And the first thing is to understand how far from the goal they really are, because that helps to put it into some sort of perspective as to what we're trying to accomplish. Sometimes you'll see some arrows or some trends or some directions that are down, but then when you look at them, you realize that they're not really that far down. And so you can begin to look for, look for ways to make incremental changes. And then, of course, there are other people that just have massive you know, improvement that needs to occur. And it's important to, to set in both instances some sort of a site each and every day that allows them to accomplish that. And remember that, that we improve one call, one transaction at a time, and there are a ton of areas with which to improve in. So we need to help set the focus on the areas that they need to improve in, and whether that be getting a better understanding of the products or services that they have, or maybe learning a skill that helps them to overcome or better control the call, whatever it is, by, by attacking those areas and by creating some sort of a format that makes a change, it helps tremendously for them to be successful. And just a note on challenges, uh, you know, sometimes if, if you're, I told you that I was a glasses half full kind of person and we talked about the sandwich, but there are some people that just can't get past knowing what the bad stuff is before they know the good stuff. So if we've got a process whereby we start with success and then we talk about challenges, many people will just sit there and wait for the shoe to drop because they want to know what the challenges are and they don't even hear the positive comments because they're waiting to hear because they know section two is in the challenges area. So for some employees, it's better not to sandwich. It's better to just lead with the challenges. Hey, listen, we need to work on AHT and here's the things we're going to do. And oh, by the way, you're doing really great in these other areas. So there are some instances where you need to make that change. The other thing to recognize is that when you are looking at challenges, in many instances, it's best to look for incremental change. So let's just say that their CSAT score needs to be a 4.8 and they're sitting at a 4.5. Well, drilling into their head every day that they need to get it to a 4.5 is probably something that's not going to change, but beginning to encourage them when they go from a 4.5 to a 4.6 and you begin to see a trend upward, even though the trend is below the target, that's a possible way to uh to get there and to get there in a way that's effective or might actually get you some change behavior and some change performance. So I told you there was two types of challenges. The first challenge is, of course, where they're not doing well. The second challenge, though, is opportunity and success that's within their reach. Challenges can be positive. Perhaps they're 75% to some sort of an achievement goal. We, of course, do a lot of work where we're trying to, to put achievement achievements and and uh trophies and goals and targets in front of them that allow them to make this incremental change. So maybe they've had 10 perfect scores in CSAT and they're getting really close to expanding the streak or they've had a, a, a great positive influence on maybe you measure ACD calls in or you're measuring AHT or their QM scores and they've had a number of positive QM scores in a row. In a row. And so it's important for them to understand what the challenges are that are in front of them, what the smaller incremental steps are for achievements that they can achieve that are right in front of them. Because those are the kind of things that help you get through the afternoon when you're tired. If I know that I've had five perfect CSAT scores on my customer feedback, I might want to get to six 
because I know that I'm at five. And so I'm looking for ways to do that. So knowing how close you are to an achievement or goal can help to motivate. And it's really important that you know what those challenges are so that you can, one, help and encourage them. And of course, when they achieve it, you can celebrate them. So after we've looked at success and challenges, the next area to look at it is, is to make sure that they're informed and to make sure that they're, they've got the information that they need to help them do their job. We want to make sure that they've seen it, that they evaluate it, and that they retain that information. Look for information, no matter how trivial it may seem, that can help them perform their job better. So, of course, we know what their challenges are. We know what their success is. But any sort of job information, anything and everything that might help them do their job better changes. You know, your contact center is changing all the time. Their ability to react and change, you know, change to those changes is a really key component of success. And then anything related to just for fun, information that helps them relax and to de-stress or just to keep up is always valuable in daily performance. So anything we do that's just for fun, that keeps them informed and tells them what's going on, helps them to be successful. There's an old adage that I'm not afraid of the dark, but I'm afraid of what lurks in the dark. So keeping people informed. And yes, that information obviously focuses on training, but sometimes it's not deep training. It's just a reminder of a particular area that they need to know about that may help them be successful. Sometimes just knowing and understanding and having a clear definition of shipping schedules or changes to an order in which we support something or go over something can help them achieve their goals because it makes for a more successful call or makes for a shorter call or whatever the pieces are associated with that. And then the final area after we've looked at success and challenges and get them informed is to connect them with their peers. Anything that we can do that creates connection is something that's really, really positive And it helps to breed success in the individual that we're trying to help perform better. It never hurts to have a team member that can hold them accountable to being successful. And you should know who they're connected with. And first off, if they're not connected with anybody, you should recognize that as a red flag because they need to be connected to someone. And so being able to help them connect to a peer really helps. Uh, in, In our platform, we allow peers to be able to challenge each other to some sort of a game that, that creates healthy competition for those that want the competition or maybe like competition but don't like it to be the big public ones, but just one-on-one competition where they can, where they can do that. The ability for them to know to reach out and encourage one of their peers is something that breeds success because now they're encouraging their peers and it allows them to see that their peers are being successful and maybe they want to be successful. And it also you need to encourage them to get better at sharing their own success and being able to accept the praise and encouragement that comes when you reach out to others. Because if you reach out to others, obviously they're going to reach out back and say, hey, I saw that you were successful. And of course, you have some sort of control over that. And all of a sudden, everybody starts winning and it's a great team to be on because we're all celebrating everybody else's success. And let's be clear, maybe there's some competition that's going on But the fact that your friend shows up in their seat or your peers show up in their seat on a day-to-day basis makes the world better for everybody. And everybody performing better makes the job just that much easier. There's less calls in queue. There's less return calls. There's less unhappy customers. And when everybody's winning, that's a great team to be on. Whether you have seven people or 20 people or 25 people working for you, 
If you haven't figured it out by now, your words matter. What you think matters to those people and what you think about their performance probably matters the most. Your ability to be able to encourage and direct and exhort and improve the performance and the experience of your employees is critical to your company's success, to your employee's success, and obviously to your success as well. Being able to assess someone's performance on a day-in and day-out basis and help them get better is one of those superhero skills that if you're able to accomplish it and get really, really good at it, you can go places. Because assessing talent, improving talent, and helping your organization get better in their performance is one of those wow kind of capabilities that companies are looking for. So I hope that today you can, you've learned a little bit about how to do that. Uh, we uh, find people that are successful. We challenge them, whether it be based on their things that they're not doing well or on areas that they're just about to do really great and they're just about to achieve. We make sure that they're informed and finally we connect them with their peers so that they stick around for a long period of time and who knows, maybe we can find a peer that can help us help that person. Uh, Remember the old movie with uh, Tom Cruise uh, where he, the Jerry Maguire movie where he goes, you know, help me help you. Help me help you. That's what you're trying to do. Listen, I hope you have a great week ahead. It's been uh, great talking to you today. I know you can be a spectacular leader and manager and just go do it. Look forward to speaking to you soon. Bye-bye now. You are being forwarded to the contact center coach.